What if I was to have the same flowers regularly in the place that I tend to go and meet with God? Or a certain scent of candle burns in the background, either when I'm sitting alone with God or the family is sitting around God's word together so that that fragrance then becomes a marker farther down the road. Ooh, I like that. Welcome to Real FM Rewind, B-side, where we hit the rewind button to catch up and pause to go a little deeper. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Welcome back to another episode of Real FM Rewind, B-side. We are hanging out today. I am Kara. Anson's here. Isaac as well on this beautiful fall morning. Glad to be Love hanging out. the weather change. Oh, man. It's so, so nice. happy. It's, it's so nice. It's amazing. So we're going to talk a little bit about some fall things here in just a minute. But first up, we have On Repeat. My On Repeat this week is Jaira from Bright. So this is a cool song. We were actually just talking off mic about kind of the convoluted. It's a it's a remix, but it's not a remix of an original remix. But (laughs) this song can be connected back to Elevation and Maverick City music. And it's kind of got this. The original is more of this like somber sort of contemporary worship service tone to it. Mm -hmm. The bright remix of Jaira closely aligns with my personal theology here. And I love it so much where like. You should be sharing the good news with like dubstep drops with it, (laughs) right? Like it should be like a dance EDM. Like it's the good news. I love it. You are forever enough. That should come with like a. I mean, you know, like it's a good thing. Yeah, I don't want to elevate the song. Sorry, by putting down the original. But yeah, the more somber tone of the original doesn't really fit the message of the song for me. Mm. I always had this idea of really putting the emphasis on the good part of the good news. Mm. So with Jaira, it had me look up the term Jaira yeah. and the source of the meaning for that. And going a little bit nerdy here, um, this calls back to Abraham referring to the place where the ram got caught in the thorny bushes as Jehovah Jaira, the Lord will provide. Ah. And I love that because we actually, as an office, just kind of went over that story recently about yeah. God mm-hmm. providing. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. But what I love here is that provide in Hebrew also can refer to as see to it or perceive. Hmm. So when Abraham calls that spot Jehovah Jireh, he isn't saying God gives the goods. He's saying that you see and experience this need of mine and make provision for it. I love that because the difference is like you see and experience the need, not just Mm -hmm. you know what I need and you're just going to throw it here. You experience it. Yeah. Mm. And that chorus of just forever enough is kind of that one breath prayer that I love. And I've been listening to this one a lot lately. So I love this. Yeah. Jehovah Jireh is one of the many names for God, Mm -hmm. like the God who provides. But I love that point that you make about God has experienced that like because the ultimate expression of God providing for us is in the person of Jesus. Right. Right. And Jesus did experience experience everything that we've experienced. Right. Mm -hmm. So he understands what we need in a very real way, Mm -hmm. not just an abstract theoretical way. So I think that's a a really good point. It's so good. By the way, there is a hip hop remix of this song as well. There's more by Lima Blaze. (laughs) So whatever flavor of gyra you want, there is one. It's crazy. I love this. Isaac's mind is blown. Yes. We interrupt this program to bring you a pause. 
my turn to press pause this week and talk a little bit more about something we've been talking a lot about because it's fall. Pumpkin spice, absolutely everything. And honestly, we've kind of made fun of it a lot (laughs) over the years. We tend to roast the pumpkin. Anson and I do, (laughs) at least. I, I know Isaac enjoys a good PSL. I love it. Have you had your first one yet? I got pumpkin spice cold foam last week. Nice. On my cold brew. And let me tell you. Life changing. <laughs> Life it was amazing. Changing. I felt like I was a 17 year old high school girl. I was so excited. That I was like, awesome. it's fall girl. And I was like walking out with my cold phone. Yeah. It was amazing. Just need to get you some Uggs and yeah. good there to go. go. Yeah. The wide brimmed hat. So <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm enjoying pumpkin spice things more this season than normal. And I'm going to blame it partly on my husband because for some reason he's in like a super pumpkin spice. Uh, he's like, yes, he's I'm ready for way. fall. Yes. It's and the guys leading I know. The, the, like, fellas. the Christian girl auto. It's so funny. Our huge scars. Yes. (laughs) Me and Cody. Yeah. So on Sunday, we went out and got PSLs. So we also have a pumpkin candle in our house that smells amazing. We had pumpkin spice Oreos, which... I'm not going to lie, are not too bad. Yeah, that okay. was a thing. Yeah. So anyway, I've I've kind of embraced a lot of this, but it got me thinking about smell. It's crazy how happy certain smells make me. Mm-hmm. Like that pumpkin candle in my house makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like silly. And so I got a little bit nerdy on this and started researching the science of smell mm-hmm. and how it's tied to our emotions. And it's super fascinating, you guys. So an, an article from the Harvard Gazette, they talk about how Odors take a direct route to the limbic system, which includes the amygdala and the hippocampus, which are the regions related to emotion and memory. So basically the smell goes in you and it goes straight to those like emotional memory punch places inside of you Mm. and sticks there. Smell is apparently the most developed sense in a fetus while it's in the womb. And then it's the most developed sense in a child through the age of 10 when sight takes over. And because smell and emotion are stored as one memory, childhood tends to be the period when you create the basis for those smells that you like. Yeah. Whoa. So okay. it's like really powerful, yeah. this power of smell. And I think that's fascinating. And it's something that is kind of just in the background of our lives mm-hmm. most of the time. But you know how powerful it is because we've all had that experience, right? Think yeah. of a scent that immediately transports you back to your childhood right. oh, yeah. or to you were saying, what was the one you were saying yesterday? Yeah, it's we were a- talking about this on the show. And the first thing that popped into my mind was the smell of popcorn and like Pepsi. Yep. Because... <laughs> When I was younger, my dad and I, we lived near Kansas State University. I was a big like college football and basketball fan. Yeah. So we'd go to college basketball games there. Yeah. And that was like the concession stand yeah. takeaway, right? You get like a bag of popcorn and then they had Pepsi products. So that was, if I had a Pepsi, like that's where it was. Yeah. And so yeah. that smell of people like filling up cups of soda and the popcorn mm-hmm. and like that's the concession so yeah. stand smell brings me back to like basketball game yeah. like, almost immediately. Yeah. I think that's incredible. Is there one for you, Isaac? I was just thinking, I think... My grandma had these cinnamon candles like through Christmas Uh and she had this big old like century house and when she would light all these candles through Christmas and we were all gathered there, it was like warm and that cinnamony yes. smell. Mm-hmm. I caught a whiff of one of those the other day and I was like instantly eight years old again. I, I was like, whoa, hold on. Grandma's <laughs> so houses cool. are good for smells. Oh, they have yeah. very and smell distinct. memories, I would guess. Yeah, for, very for sure. You've talked to probably most people and we probably could all pick oh, yeah. out like a grandma smell memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cody's grandma passed away not too long ago and we had taken some things from her house and yeah. our whole car smelled like Nana Uh, for like days. I think it's really fascinating. And I'm interested in like, okay, so clearly 
people are using this to get our dollars because of all the pumpkin spice, like sure. everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we, we feel happy in the fall. All these yeah. things get linked together and marketing people are aware of this <laughs> and using it. But I'm like, well, how else could we use this in mm. our lives, both to help us be more present Maybe help us intentionally make memories. For me, that's part of what the pumpkin spice candle in our house is. Or even like then we have like a Christmas candle. And it it reminds me of last year of this time. Like we're actively making these memories and associating certain scents with them. Mm -hmm. In the summertime, it's like, you know, chlorine in in our backyard, you know. And so even stopping and noticing that I think helps you kind of burn that memory in. Yeah. And I think that's a super cool thing. But then one other idea that I hadn't really thought about until recently, Heidi Johnston wrote an article about this link and how could we use this to kind of build a deeper instinctive connection in our relationship with God. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's a really interesting thought. What if I was to have the same flowers regularly in the place that I tend to go and meet with God or a certain scent of candle burns in the background, either when I'm sitting alone with God or the family is sitting around God's word together so Mm. that that fragrance then becomes a marker farther down the road. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's a really interesting concept. And you were talking about earlier this week too, about how when we look back at like Old Testament practice, Mm -hmm. like incorporating smells and kind of many more senses into the equation was something that they did, right? Because you had incenses and oils and animal sacrifices, and that would be quite the sensory experience probably compared to what most of us do today, which is, you know, sit in a relatively kind Mm. of, I don't know, uh, bland, yeah, (laughs) a a relatively like Mm -hmm. bland, sanitized kind of situation, right? I mean, we're sitting in pews and there's not a lot other than maybe if you got caught coffee before you walked into the service. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of that there. But yeah, you think about like worship in the tabernacle or in the temple, the courts of the temple that would have been everywhere. And not only that, some of the sacrifices or acts of worship involved Mm -hmm. like offerings of smell to God, like, right. Like burning like incense, like to gain God's favor. And so like you're kind of almost offering these like sweet aromas, right. To God. And that's not something that we really think about in the same way. Now we don't think about smells that way. Having grown up, you know, in a like, Evangelical charismatic tradition uh, casseroles, uh, okay. <laughs> like church casseroles. I, I thought you were about to say that, like you were into like the oil and the incense and all that. But. <laughs> so, yes, that too, but mostly casseroles. That's awesome. I do feel you on the casseroles. Though. I love that. That is a yeah. sweet aroma. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Fast forward. All right, and we'll wrap up B side with taking a look forward at something we're looking forward to in the coming weeks. I've talked about this a number of times on Real FM Podcast that I'm a runner. I enjoy running races. Mm -hmm. And part of the fall season is getting to go run in a race as the weather gets cooler. Mm -hmm. And so I was planning on doing a half marathon this fall. And then a bunch of stuff happened. I went on vacation and wasn't able to run because I didn't have my running stuff while I was gone. Mm -hmm. And then I got COVID in the middle of my training (laughs) session. And that just kind of ruined everything. (laughs) So I realized pretty quickly, okay, I'm not really going to be able to run at the the best of my ability, probably this fall. Um, So what does it look like to find another goal to set as opposed to just trying to run as fast as I can? And over the last few months, I've managed to talk my Mm sister-in-law into running her first ever half marathon. And so she's currently training for that. It's coming up here in a couple of weeks. 
and ended up talking with her about this. And she was excited about the idea that I'm going to run this race with her and help pace her nice. for her first half marathon. Oh, that's cool. And so I'm actually really looking forward to this opportunity to run this race with my sister-in-law because it's got me thinking about goals a little mm. bit differently. Yeah. yeah. And I think this could apply beyond just running races yeah. or whatever. Uh, but I tend to be, I think, a relatively like selfish person, I realize, <laughs> when I think about goals. Because I'm mostly mm. thinking about stuff that's pretty self-serving. Like, how do I get faster? Right. How do I get better? Right. How do I improve myself? And none sure. of that's necessarily like a bad thing. Yeah. But this is kind of one of the first times where I feel like I've really set a goal that's primarily like other person centered, yeah. right? Like I'm going to go run this race and my goal is to make this the best experience possible for mm-hmm. this person, Aww. right? And to help them achieve their goals. That's yeah. cool. And the cool thing is that I've realized is that I'm just as excited yeah. and like driven about doing that as yeah. I am about my own goals. Like right. I've been running practice runs where I'm like practicing running at like her pace, right? right. Which is a lot different than mine. Or wow. I'm thinking about like, okay, what kind of encouragement does she like at various points throughout uh, the race? And yeah. how do I talk to her in a way that's going to be encouraging and not discouraging and, but not talk to her too much, right? Yeah. If that gets annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So learning all it's about like, yeah, what works for yeah. her. Wow. It's just been kind of a neat experience that's got me thinking about, okay, what are other ways that I could set goals? goals Hmm. that are other person centered. That's cool. How could I set goals in my life that are about making um, the lives of people around me better? That's so cool. As opposed to just focusing on my own goals and my my own objectives. Yeah. What a cool idea. I love that, dude. All right. That's going to do it for us today, friends. Hope you have an awesome weekend and don't run into any mouth breathers. Uh Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. Rewind.